0: Welcome to the Business Design Podcast, I'm Dr. Ken. And I'm Randy Baker. And on our Business Design
1: Podcast, we talk to guests who generally have different and interesting businesses, and we talk about how they design it.
0: So today we talked to Rich Rodzinski. Wow, just no words. I'm so excited about what he's done. And I think the lesson here about business design with Rich is, uh, be yourself and, and solve some problems and lean into it.
1: Yeah, I think if you, if you walk down the street and saw Rich, you would probably walk on by and not think too much. And I know that's my own
0: prejudice showing there. If I saw a rich walking down the street, I'd probably turn, look, and then actually follow him and be like, dude, tell me your story. Yeah. <laughs> that's,
1: that's, um, my, that's my side. But it's a wonderful example of the importance of both personal branding and business branding and how when you lean into who you really are and you deliver a great product, great things can happen.
0: Yeah, and it's standing out creating some control over what you're presenting is a fun conversation and be even more fun when you uh, (laughs) click through to his company's website and play with the little buttons at the bottom (laughs) for the rest of the day. So here we go. Here's um, Rich Rudzinski. So, Rich, you have one of the coolest looks Of folks that we've talked to on the podcast but um, unfortunately people can't see you through their ears so how would you describe kind of the the artwork of you
2: I definitely have a a very unique look Uh, I'm kind of pretty heavy into the body modification scene so I have big stretched ears I have a couple implants and some scarification very heavily tattooed in um, biomechanical uh, tattoo, which is um, kind of influenced by uh, H.R. Geiger uh, as the artist. He's like the original creator of the alien and a really cool artist um, from uh, uh, back in like the eighties and stuff. And so a lot of my artwork is inspired by his actual uh, airbrush paintings and stuff like that.
1: So I have to ask um, the name of your company is tragic media, which, you (laughs) know, some people would look at you and say that's that you're kind of tragic some people <laughs> so the the question is is there a connection between your uh, your physical appearance and what you're currently doing i mean it's obviously very creative what you're how you like to look is that connected to your media company
2: uh it's not necessarily connected um but I have a very strong personal brand and I use that in my growth of my business. You know, I am the CEO and founder, and having a very bold and audacious look is definitely just part of my personality. And I bring that through to my brand. Um, Tragic Media was originally created from my personal consulting. So there is kind of a a deep correlation between the brand name and my overall kind of artwork and, and aesthetics. But our focus is really on, you know, helping. Businesses and organizations uh, save themselves from software tragedies and all of the technology tragedies that non-technical people run into when they're trying to take on big projects, whether it be a website, an application, uh, cloud transformation, anything like that.
1: So software tragedies. Can you give me an example of one of the, some of the worst things you've seen?
2: Oh, man, we've been I mean, we've been doing this for 13 years, there's definitely been uh, lots of lots of rough projects that we've been on, you know, whether it's um, coming into an existing application that was maybe built by, uh, you know, it was outsourced, uh, maybe overseas, or maybe to some contractors, even, you know, in the US that just weren't up to snuff in terms of, you know, their architecture of the uh, application of the code base, just everything from poor documentation to poor implementation. Um, A lot of times we run into problems where people or the the people in charge aren't really thinking big picture about a particular piece of software. So the software gets held in by these constraints. It kind of gets duct taped together to be able to do exactly what it needed to do, but then isn't really set up to scale or grow in the future. So a lot of what we do is come in and uh, for existing applications, is review the code base, refactor it, or help migrate that to a new, you know, uh, more modern solution for them. A lot of what we do with like non-technical organizations is help them to, you know, just understand what their goals are and how different technologies may impact their roadmap for those goals, and just make sure that they're making smart decisions about where to invest their money. What platforms to use and how that might impact, you know, long-term costs of the application or even, you know, again, like the roadmap of where they might be able to take that. So what
0: what sets you, I mean, I can, I can already say you've got a cool look, you're different, your website's wacky and clean, <laughs> but also fast. What do you see that makes your company different? Not you, but the company itself. The, the, the title already, The Tragic Media, tells me it's different immediately but what what actually are, are you better at executing? Are you a little bit outside the box for, for the tech uh, space? I mean, you, you're, you're not sort of the way you present certainly is not that sort of you know the basement computer uh, guy kind of <laughs> right. myth, right?
2: Yeah, I think there's a couple things that really set us apart. One, I only hire senior and you know uh, high mid level talent. Uh, we're all U.S. based, so we're really focused on providing high caliber teams that can come in and execute uh, for whatever your hardest problems are. Another piece of it that's different is we really focus on long term partnerships for our clients. It's it's really about creating a relationship and creating a way for us to help support them for the long term and be there so we can scale up when they need us and scale down when they don't need us and really being a cost effective but you know strong solution for them so they feel they have that support but that we're providing a lot of outside value beyond just you know being just you know developer that they're pushing things over the fence to we really like to focus on our technology strategy and really, again, going back to like what I said before, understanding like what are the goals of this rather than just getting a list of functional to do's that we have to, you know, execute. It's more about understanding big picture where the company is trying to go. What are the different constraints that we're working with, whether that be budget or timeline or existing technologies, and then helping them to get there iteratively. So it's not just about building something, shipping it over the fence and then leaving it. It's about helping a client build something and then grow that at whatever pace they need to grow that. So we have a number of different engagement models, depending on whether we're helping a startup build a new product, whether we're, you know, working with a nonprofit organization to help support their technology long-term or helping like an entertainment organization with their various technology properties. That's cool. I think Randy's trying to say something, but.
1: I've been around business for way more decades than I like to think about. (laughs) And one of the things that I've noticed that hasn't changed in 40 years, is that people fall in love with their own ideas. They fall in love with their product concepts. They fall in love with what they think the market wants. And I'm quite sure that you have clients that come along to you with this great big vision and you sit there and say, what the hell, there's no market for that. How do you deal with that?
2: A lot of what we do is just in education, having the conversation, sometimes those hard conversations with our clients, what you just spoke about, like hit the nail on the head with a project that we had just a while back where a startup founder came to us with this really grandiose idea that he really wanted to execute on. But it was kind of just a copy of something that was already in the market. And we were trying to understand like, you know, what differentiated him. So we had to kind of pick apart the idea, take him all the way down to the ground zero of like, what is it that you're trying to accomplish outside of the features and the functionality? Like what's your goal for this piece of software for this business And then we challenged them. We're not in like the market research kind of type thing, but we did challenge them to engage with the market research person, do the thoroughness of interviewing potential customers, understanding where their pain points are. This founder was a little bit removed from the industry that he was in. He saw this really great opportunity, but didn't necessarily know like in the weeds of what his customers' challenges were currently. So by doing that, it really changed the entire roadmap for the product because then we started to understand what were the core needs of the customer and for the initial MVP or or minimum viable product of the platform. And then we could take it to this big picture that the founder wanted to get, but the core that we wanted to start with was a lot different than where he wanted to start because we wanted to be very strategic in terms of the release into the market.
0: So how did you end up, uh, I kind of want to say, how do you describe... Sound like the hedgehog thing where you 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 trip and then turn into a, a ball. I don't, I don't. What is that? It, uh, oh, wait, uh, the, on the website. Yeah. Well, I, I'm trying to describe. You know, I, I was trying to say how did you stumble into business, and I thought oh. a better way to say that would be like on your website where you got the little the little dude uh-huh. that stump. But what is what does he do you, when you trip and then turn into a ball and then roll? I I don't know how to explain that.
2: I, they're going to have to go to Tragic.media and check it out, I think, you know, to, to really to really <laughs> capture that. But uh, I like where you're going with that, you know, and that really describes a lot of where my business has been is because we've been doing this for 13 years. And as you guys can imagine, technology and the web and every cloud 13 years ago was a lot different than what it is today. So being able to always pivot and adjust and understand where our real differentiation is in the market has been one that has been sometimes smooth and sometimes a little bit of a stumble to get there. I originally started this company because I was I hit a growth hurdle in my career and wasn't really finding opportunities, so I decided to go into consulting for a while until I found that really good, you know, new opportunity that I that really excited me to to move my career forward and instead my consulting just started taking off and I realized at that point there's this need for these really high-end development teams to come in and help other agencies to execute. So originally we were white label and we only helped other agencies and we built projects for Lego and for Pixar and all these really big, cool names. And then through the evolution of the business, we we decided like, oh, we can actually bring the same value that we're providing to these agencies and bring it to the end user and help them save a lot of money, save a lot of frustration and time. And then, so we started working with them and that has continued to evolve. So originally we were doing a lot more web and e-commerce and now we're doing a lot more cloud and application development. So it's definitely been a lot of being in touch with our customers, our ideal customers and understanding like, again, where their pain points are and where our skills can come in and help them, you know, make a difference there. So we've continued to evolve our approach, evolve what we're focusing on, depending on, you know, where those pain points are in the market.
1: We hear a lot these days, uh, Rich, we hear a lot about minimum viable products. I'm not a believer in minimum viable products. <laughs> I, no? No, not at all. I think it should be a minimum valuable product.
2: Okay, uh, I like and the that. The two
1: things are different. Viable is something that kind of sort of works. Valuable <laughs> is something that somebody will pay for.
2: Yeah, that's good.
1: So I'm, I'm guessing you've got some thoughts about that and, and the whole prototyping
2: process. Definitely. Um I think it's always about starting small and really honing in on a niche market that you can move a needle fast on. Because the minute you can start to make an impact, then you can start to drive that engine and move it forward. And then it's easier to iterate and grow it. If you're trying to launch a big solution that's going to be a lot of things for a lot of people, it becomes a lot more complicated, It becomes a lot more costly, and you start to make a lot more assumptions along the way without really getting that core feedback. So there's a lot of different approaches to user-driven product development and other things like that. I like your terminology of the minimum valuable product. I think that's really important. I think that sometimes it comes down to a budget thing in terms of like the founders, you know, how much value can they really put out in that initial prototype and and then how and then how much how quickly they can kind of grow that my thoughts you know in terms of product development nowadays versus maybe a couple of years ago is that the world is changing so fast technology is changing so fast there's a lot of off-the-shelf solutions, no-code solutions, low-code solutions that you can use to get your idea out there and to make sure that it resonates with people, that people are willing to pay for that. And then it's a lot easier to then get investors Mm -hmm. to really build something more robust and unique or or build something that can scale you to a much bigger level. But again, it's all about finding that market fit. 90% of new ventures fail. So it's all about the minimum amount of investment that you can get to show that your idea has a path forward, you know, to show investors that this is something that's worth investing in because this is something that people want. So I think now more than ever, there's all these great tools and platforms available to new founders to get their idea off the ground, get it moving before having to engage with a company like us where they have to make a more substantial investment into that product.
0: So what i what i think is fascinating i'm on the randy's in the business side of the shop i'm on the the brand side of the shop i'm fascinated by the the sort of bicameral nature of your the way you talk about things that creative side and the and the linear side and you've had to marry the two i'm i'm a little curious about the design aspect around that because you've designed literally your brand but not only your brand you've sort of taking control to your, of your appearance in a way further than I have too, right? I, I'm, I'm doing things with my appearance every day, but you've taken control of how you come across in the world, which is really cool. And I'm interested to know kind of if someone's designing a business the same way that you might design the way you look, the way you talk, the way you think, The how much how much can you be different and quirky and weird and cool and whatever, different, uh, and why is that important?
2: There's so many opportunities nowadays. The world is growing so much. Society is evolving so fast. I think there's just so many different niches and so many different ways to be expressive and to really resonate with your customer groups. And I think that you can do that so much through a brand and more so than previously, where I think brands had to fit within certain like templates, Uh, if you will. I think nowadays branding is growing a lot more. Um, I think one of the more interesting ones that I've seen is the Liquid Death brand. I don't know if you're familiar with the Liquid Death water, this huge uh, canned water brand, and they've been getting like nothing but insane growth and investments from everybody. And it's just a big branding move. There's nothing really that different about their water versus other canned water, but it's this very metal in your face, like hardcore like just crazy comic graphic type of a brand and really stands out in this canned water space so it's this really cool like branding experiment if you will almost about like how that can actually help you grow and differentiate so much more than just the product itself and I think there is this like natural marriage of that like your product has to be strong to back it but like Without a strong brand, your marketing has like nothing, you know. Uh it's really it, it's really challenging for them. Whereas if you can create something really unique that sets yourself apart from others in your space, it'll catch people's eye. Whether it catches it for a good reason or a bad reason, it's going to catch people's eye. It's going to help them help you stand out in what's probably a very crowded marketplace because there's so many products, there's so many brands nowadays. How do you differentiate? One of the best ways through your brand and your messaging. And then as long as you back that with a good product, you're going to do great, but if you have a really good product but not a great brand, you're going to really struggle.
0: Love that. So, this is this might seem a little weird to, to listeners, uh, but I have to ask you about the the guy in the Fruit Loops. Again, you got to go to their website, <laughs> tragic.media to see it. Uh, what what I'm talking is that you in the Fruit Loops?
2: Which 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 ones the Fruit Loops?
0: So you gotta look at your own site. Yeah, so this where are we looking? It's <laughs> under why we exist. Overseas engineering agencies lack quality, oh. and there's a dude <laughs> like emerging from a vat of yes. No, I love those. that.
2: That's uh, that's just a really fun stock image that we found. Love it. <laughs> it so, but with that the, the dinosaur <laughs> is me though.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. So, but what I find fascinating here too is that you're in. There's a there's a marriage of. Tech and IT are kind of confused together, right? It's like, oh, he's an IT guy. Oh, he's a geek. He's a this and that. Well, yeah, but the original geek—they're the sword swallowers, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Tech, tech is—that's how like Terminator happens, right? That's <laughs> yeah. how it, like there's some <laughs> crazy stuff having to do with tech. So, yeah, absolutely. What, what's been your in 13 years? Um, what are the things you've become a mentor and you've mentored tons of people? As employees, people you've touched, companies you worked with, how are things changing? Are they getting cooler, crazier, uh, weirder, worse? What's what's the what's the trend? What's the future?
2: I mean, I think the future is nothing but opportunity. Technology. We're at this really fun place right now where it's only going to go grow faster. It's only going to connect us more. It's only going to become more immersive. I think as holographic technologies take off, as AR technologies take off, like our physical world and our digital world are going to become even more blended than they are now. Um, And I think that's going to create a lot of cool opportunities for art, a lot of cool opportunities for business and for just new interactions for us as humans. And that's what really excites me just as an individual is I love this merging of, of art and technology and the growth of like how we interact with it as humans. I think that's a really fascinating just area that is just going to always change and grow and evolve. I think the next 20 years are going to be insane. I think it's hard for anybody to really see where technology is going to go because there's all these limitations based on how fast we can evolve, you know, as a society, you know, to get there more so than how fast the technology can, can evolve itself. So again, I think that there's more opportunities than ever before for founders, for startups to create new ways for us to interact, create new, you know, business models that weren't even there before. I think we all saw during the pandemic how much that just quickly shifted us as a society to Mm -hmm. completely just interact completely different and run our lives completely different. And now that we've kind of Overcome that mental barrier. I feel like we we're going to evolve even faster. I think the pandemic was a big shakeup that's going to help push us forward faster because we're no longer stuck in these social confines that we had previously to that. And now everything just became much more tech enabled a lot faster and we all became okay with that. So I think it's going to be really cool. And I think, um, You know, I think there's a lot of really interesting things. We're working with some businesses in the, like, IoT, you know, business technology space, and that's really cool. Like I said, AR, I think, is a really cool opportunity for any brand to to get into and stuff. And, yeah, definitely excited for for where the next 10 to 20 years are going to take us.
1: That's really cool. Um, Who knows where it's going to go, but it's always fun looking forward. Yeah. So, Rich, we keep these... uh... This podcast relatively short. So uh, as we come to a close now, and thank you for your time, who would you like to get in contact with you and how would they do that?
2: Yeah, totally. Any business, startup, anybody that's, you know, taking on a new technology challenge, I'd love to connect and just provide some insight into that. Uh, you know, not trying to upsell, but maybe I can help lead you in the right direction or connect you with the right person to help you, you know, take that next step forward. Uh, I'm really big on LinkedIn, so please come find me on LinkedIn, Tragic Rich. Follow our company, Tragic Media. Uh, connect with me there. If you, you know, again, if you want to chat, happy to make the time to connect with any listeners and hear about what they're working on and provide any insight that I might have.
0: Well, that's awesome. Um, He's got cool hair on LinkedIn, too. You can see that. Yeah, it's, check it out. Yeah, it gets unfurled. How much do you, do you have special uh, hairspray for that? I, I've never asked anybody
2: it's uh I, I go the you know old school 80s aquanet tried and true
1: <laughs>
0: Nice. well thank you so much for talking with us rich in such a short amount of time you got my brain spinning so love it everybody check out the website uh it also speaking of spinning you see the little dude you, you're gonna spend all afternoon watching playing with the little the little buttons at the bottom a little spinning yeah yeah
2: love it thanks guys i really appreciate you having me on this was a super cool conversation and uh you know excited to continue to listen to the podcast
1: cool well thanks rich that was just an amazing conversation we have i love your take on branding i love your take on on your personal brand i love your take on your business brand super exciting
0: and you know to be honest uh folks go check him out on linkedin he offered to chat with you amazing right so this is somebody who looks at something like tech which is boring and mundane and kind of terrifying right and he said no i'm going to build a team that's in the united states i'm going to build a team of people who are a little kooky a little little weird but who really care about stuff very very neat and by the way (laughs) they're not sponsoring the podcast we just genuinely enjoyed this conversation so, if you want to know more about Dr. Kent and myself, go to our website,
1: which is nowhere near as exciting. It's um, what is our website?
0: ThoughtPartnerGroup.com. So, go to our website first before you check out Rich's website. Our site is thoughtpartnergroup.com, and there's a little assessment at the top that'll take you about a minute. And we'll spend a minute looking at it and getting back to you. And
1: also, Please, subscribe to the podcast if you found this one interesting. I'm sure you'll find others
0: interesting. Subscribe so you don't miss out. Have a great day. Don't mess it up. And we'll see you the next time.